Welcome to uh, today's podcast episode. It is a couple of minutes after 2 o'clock, Monday, May 24th. There's a lot to get to. If uh, if I was smart, I'd say we'll put some of this aside for tomorrow, and maybe we will, depending on um, when you've got to go and what else transpires. I've had a busy... I've been going since 6.15. I mean, I haven't had the most busy day, but there's just been a lot to do. Well, I guess I have. Yeah, I guess I have. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's start with Friday night and uh, throw some thoughts out about the Haunted Hydro. First, let me tell you the most exciting part of the weekend. Um, I got, in relation to the Hydro, I got a frantic text message at 10 o'clock on Saturday night, which I didn't check till the next day. Uh huh. Um, I had put out one of the pictures on Twitter, and I just said it's a painful night. Our astrologer, so focused on the future, didn't think too much about the present and was wondering if I had been actually bludgeoned. She thought you were assaulted. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so poor Janet was in like 12 to 15 hours of anxiety, wondering if her good friend had been beaten. And I, then I sent her the picture with Bethany, and she had a good time. But we had a good time on Friday night, right? I did. I had a really good time. I was, just, I mean, I just thought it was so cool what we were doing, you know? But literally from the drive, like, not really the drive there, but from the drive, once we got there and the drive back, like, it was just a good night. Tell everybody about the uh, fashion faux pas that you made. I'm such an idiot. I wore sandals. Like, obviously, it's nine, it was 90 degrees outside. And I'm just like, it should be fine. I know that the hydro has a building. So you're kind of in a building, not necessarily in, like, dirt. But there's dirt all around it. And I wore sandals like an idiot. So, like, as soon as I got there, I got all this dirt underneath my toes and in between my toes. It was gross. And m- much to us not being able to figure it out, but Thomas did have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He really enjoyed it. He was babbling on the way back about all the stuff that he enjoyed and how he had a nice time. But I know that it's so hard to tell because he just takes so long to warm up to people. And then the one guy in the clown costume that scared him in the porter potty, he does not like to be pranked or scared. And he will like flip, like, you know, if he doesn't erupt. And so he got pranked in a porter potty. Um, and it, like, I could tell, and poor Bethany, like, looked up at him and was like, whoa, bro, are you okay? He was not okay, but he worked past it mentally. Normally, he would be like, I'm going to the car, I can't with the rest of this day. Yeah, those, uh, the actors are always, are always in their role. Credit, credit to them and to the, to the staff and the way, uh, Crazy Bob runs his operation. And they love it. Yeah, they, they do love it. And I think he really liked Crazy Bob. He liked walking all the way out there. Um, all of that stuff. So he ended up enjoying it. Um, but I know it's hard to tell just because he's such a, he's literally just a quiet Paul Bunyan. Um, yeah, it was a good time. And, uh, I appreciate that Bethany tried to scare me and swing a bat at my head, but, um, she (laughs) tried it. She tried and failed. We all planned it. It was like, I was supposed to alert her when you were coming and then the camera lady was going to be over there to take a picture of your face. It didn't work. It's kind of hard. I'm just always in a natural state of being on my toes. So, <laughs> but um, we we heard you scream a lot, and Bethany oh. got some screams in, and it was a good time. 
that I did, I, I mean, and they were legitimate screams. Like they, I don't like to be scared really, but I, but I will go. Like I don't, I won't not go to the haunted house. I mean, the point is to be scared. And so maybe unfortunate for you, you don't really get a lot of those moments, Thomas either. Although there was one time where he jumped cause I felt it where right. myself, like I get scared all the time and it's legitimate, like fear. I, I don't know. I can't separate the fact that it's just a haunted house and it's their job. Like it, for me, it's just scary except the, the cowboy on the stripper pole was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That was absolutely my favorite. You, uh, you don't, do what I've done for as long as I, I've yeah. done and not get caught <laughs> with what I have in my basement and not know how to navigate a haunted house. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose, I mean, your mental capacity to be able to strongly go through a haunted house, though, is really good because Floyd was a punk when we went and Floyd and I were like one in the same. There was one guy that said to me, I've never been like somehow I I fell to the back because I was trying to get some video and then he got past me and he looked back at me and like he was the only one that broke character, mm-hmm. but he said it in his character voice something about like he's never been in front of someone he was trying to scare before I'm like I know I'm just here to get some video, but, <laughs> um, it was a good time so and we it dro- was. we drove back through downtown Fremont and we, yes. that, that's the way we came as well, um, it's it's very it's. It made me feel like I was in WandaVision because it's so not timeless, but it's like a walk back in time. Like it feels like the 1950s. They have a movie theater there that I'd I'd love to go in there, but it was very quaint and very WandaVision-ish. So we said the same thing. So I actually turned right when we left. You know, we came in from the the other direction and so I said okay well the last time I was here I came from this direction so that's the way we're gonna go and we drove like through like you said their downtown area and Thomas was like this is kind of creepy I said it's very like hocus pocus slash WandaVision we literally said those exact same same thing so you're right it was but it was kind of cool at the same time and so you I could hear the activity like I could hear where the bars were at and there were people at the bars and it was just a really nice night so that's why that was part of what I enjoyed so much is we got to kind of drive through that. Um, and, you know, Thomas is like, I really like this this town. It's kind of cool. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll like be hanging out here, but um, it is kind of nice. <laughs> so. So I couldn't wait to get home and hop in the shower. And thankfully, I was able to peel that stuff off my head. And I've taken I took a shower then I might have taken two showers Saturday. And I took one yesterday morning and. Amanda says there's still makeup like on my neck and maybe I just didn't scrub well enough. Probably. Um, But apparently some of that stuff is still on me. Yeah. So when I take my makeup off at the end of the day, I have makeup remover wipes that I use. I have to use one to get it all off and then use another just to get the stuff left over. And then I have to use my cleanser. So you like makeup's not easy to get off. That's why it's like stay proof like they make it so that it stays on as long as it can during the day which makes it harder to get off at the end of the day i would never want something that's like six to ten pounds coming out of uh, my private area um i have never (laughs) said that that women are weak i i don't want to ever be that person And, and now having granted it's not like your kind of makeup but it's makeup yeah and having that much on me like yet again i go i i bow to women for having to do what they do because some of the asks from society yeah it also feels really gross on your face i would i like to um 
give the pandemic credit to why I don't wear as much makeup anymore. Like I may use like a pinky nail size amount of foundation on my face because way back when, when I went to get some skincare for my wrinkles, it improved my complexion. So now I barely wear like makeup other than eyebrows and mascara and some lipstick. So um, I can't imagine like I... I was praying that they weren't going to look at me and say, Hey, what you're next. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. We, we, I set that up. So it was, it was Bethany and I, and she, she loved getting made up and I'm glad she had a good time. Yeah. It might, might've had something to do with the large bottle of vodka she was drinking in my car, but <sighs> I wanted to so bad and I probably should have, but I was driving and I was like, no, I'm not gonna, but I honestly, maybe the next time we get together, we can toss a few back. Cause I, um, yeah, that would have been a good time. And I hope we go in the fall, too, because I did enjoy it. I know Thomas is like, we're absolutely coming back here next year. And I said, well, yeah, we'll likely have to go again. So yeah. you should come with us and it'll be, you know, more there will be more to do. And their kayaks open this this weekend. So the um, um, Crazy Bob's team is putting together like a rentable kayaking kind of activity on that river that opens this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. So I think we'll also go back to um, to kind of give them some business for that too. Good, good. Yeah, like I said, don't forget the, uh, the Middle Grounds rents out kayaks. I did not know that. So I thought the only place you can get, because I've never seen like a renting, like a Middle Ground kiosk. Like who, does somebody just drive? I've been to that kayak launch right there that's kind of right behind the dog park, but I've never seen a business that has kayaks set up for you. The girl that works at the Blade that's your neighbor, she would have some information about that. She likes that stuff. So we're actually going to buy some. We're going to invest in some in a couple weeks. So hopefully um, we'll be able, I just need to get the rack for my car. I want to get the setup for my car before I actually buy the kayaks. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, 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 so I need to deduct 10 Toledo points from my total. Um, the mist, and I feel like I have to call him Mr. Because he's like 80, 80 years, Mr. Kranz, the dedication ceremony uh-huh. over the weekend, which filled my timeline. And my good, my good friend and my former coworker and boss, Scott Sands got to, uh, do the intro on Saturday nice. and it was, it was a, very cool thing to watch from afar. And uh, I remember when we were doing our flyaway contest, they made sure that we changed the name as wordy as it is to Eugene F. Kranz Toledo Express Airport. Um, I had no idea. Like, I, I knew he was a NASA dude. I had no idea he was as, as important as he was. And he was portrayed by Ed Harris in Apollo 13. So I did know only because I looked it up just recently when I found out the airport was getting a name change. I was like, who's this dude? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, so he's pretty like um, well known for, you know, some major NASA events. So um, I figured it out from there. But no, I don't, I don't think that's common knowledge. I, you, you know, I don't think that's common knowledge. No, not at all. And did you have you ever seen that movie? Yes. With Tom Hanks. Uh, it was, it was Tom Hanks, right? Yep. Tom Hanks. Okay. There's, I confuse that with another movie, but yeah, I'll like Ed Harris's fake flat top. Cause that's not his real hair, his mm. flat top. And then did you, did you read the Wikipedia about Mr. Kranz? I did not know. Okay. So apparently his, his wife made those vests that he was, um, 
he was known for, which if you see in Apollo 13, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that vest that he wore was part of his uniform. But it was great to read about on And also somewhere in the Wikipedia, or I, I jumped out from a link of that, where he said, um, Mr. Kranz is disappointed that we've not com- continued space, explore, space exploration, or we had a big pause of it during the, 2000, the early 2000s. And if you have any knowledge of this, the, the only real reason we did as much as we did back then was it was a competition between us and Russia. Yeah, I mean, and it, to be honest, we've had success in it, and so we should continue it. So I hope that, and there's also, I mean, I haven't seen more news stories than I have in the last two weeks about all those UFOs flying around that the U.S. is now acknowledging were existed. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So maybe we will continue our space exploration programs and whatnot. It was in the New York Post, so take that for what it's worth. But it was, I, I think it was other places. Did you see there CNN, was... CNN, NBC. No, no, no. It, uh, Obama offered some quotes. Did you see that? Yes, uh, I did. And I he's did. like, the first thing I did, I was like, tell me about Area 51. I want to know where they are. So he's like the rest of us. Well, uh, he, he, yes, he wanted to know where they were. And didn't he even... Didn't he have knowledge that there were some aircrafts or there were some objects that nobody knew what they were? And he's like, is anybody going to tell me what this is? Yeah. And nobody knew, so they just kind of tossed it under the rug. And even he said, like, um, and this is, like, I will I will not acknowledge them as alien mm-hmm. because, remember, UFO, un- unidentified flying object. Like, it's not mm-hmm. unidentified flying alien. But Obama said it. He's like... We don't have technology that moves yeah. in those trajectories at yep. that speed. So I'm, he's yeah. just just like one of us wants to know the answers, and maybe one day before we die, we'll get them. Yeah, we were. I, that was actually a conversation in our car ride where Thomas was just like, "I don't understand how you're not more excited about this. Like, can you? Did you see this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I saw it." He's like, "I don't. I don't understand. You know why you're not more excited about this?" And I was just like, "Well, I always knew it existed, so." You know, why? like yeah. I always knew that they were a thing. I, I don't know. I'm just not until we can figure out what it was or until we send like a, our, a spacecraft of our own out there to to go find them. Then I'm not that concerned about it. <laughs> right. Right. Until I see uh, something that looks like um, an alien um, waving at us. Like, yeah, until I see another life form. I mean, because I do believe that there is technology on this planet that might sure. be. You know, even beyond what the government could ever comprehend, and people are just flying it up there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, my morning was, my morning didn't go as planned. <laughs> my goal, but, but it was still good, just as well. Um, I woke up at six fifteen, and I was gonna go to Starbucks on airport and sit outside and drink coffee, but it was a little too cold, a little too damp. So I go over to Tim Hortons and get coffee and come home. A man had slept over. And she was kind of getting out of the house. She had uh, X issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 7 o'clock. I'm finishing my coffee, and I'm going to go over to the gym. Dogs are barking at the back door like they always do. I'm like, oh, it's probably a squirrel eating nuts on the back porch. It's a dog staring into the house. Mm. So I go outside, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And it was like a pit mix, and it came trotting over to me. So I'm like, please don't rip my face off. And she didn't. And after lots of text messages, phone calls, posting to groups I've never heard of and some help, we took her over to um, community, pet, uh, community Pet Care where Diddy had an appointment today at 1030 anyway. 
Um, she's not chipped. She's not spayed. She's in pretty good shape. And then at one o'clock, I was able to take her over to the Toledo Animal Rescue, and they'll uh, do what they can for her. Um, she I wa- she I wa- was so cute. Yeah, she sat in my lap at some point. She doesn't really know any commands, but and she's had a lot of babies. Yeah. Um, but she was a sweetheart, and yeah, I spent my morning, and and she was very reactive to mm-hmm. the, to other dogs and to the boys. So we just basically sat outside from like seven o'clock till twelve forty-five in the afternoon till I could get her over there, and they rearranged some some um, some dogs to to get her in there, and she couldn't be in a better place. And I hope she. I'm going to guess whoever had her really didn't want her mm-hmm. um, or didn't tend to her as somebody really should. But I hope, I think she'll wind up in a great home. I, I don't think she can be in mine, um, mm-hmm. maybe after she's spayed, but she's a little too big. She'd be a lot to manage because she's not great on the leash. Like there was a couple of times where she would just stand like a statue. I had to pick her up and walk her down the block. So. See, I, I got a different perspective. I thought that maybe she, she appeared as though she's been lost maybe for a while. Like I got a completely different perspective from her um, and that her, it looks like her collar was old and ratty. She looked like she had been out for a while. It, you even took a picture and it looked like she may have had like an eye infection. And so when I saw her, I was like, ooh, she's probably been lost for at least a couple weeks. Um, I, that, that, I would say that, that I think is like called like a cherry or something. Yeah. Um, I don't... She, I don't know how long. She, I mean, it's it's impossible to say. But she's pretty well fed. She didn't eat anything that I offered her. She chewed grass, um, <laughs> and it's impossible Sweetie. to know because they can't talk. But she was just an angel. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. She sat in my lap. She rolled over. I scratched her chest, and we just sat outside. And I'm I couldn't be happier to have my day derailed in the way that it was. And um, I do have to remind them over there that I'll take care of any of her medical costs as long as. Let me pause you really quick. Somebody's yeah. at the door. One sec. So, um, Steve, who I couldn't have met at, at a better time through my friend Laura, Steve and his crew, uh, Michaela and the others who've been taking care of Faith, the little blind dog, um, at Toledo Animal Rescue, like. Coming across the story in the blade about Faith, Laura introducing me to Steve, knowing that I was looking for another dog, and being able to get Steve wanted to name her Lolita. I'm I forget why, but I I didn't give her um, a name. I couldn't think of one. I was too concerned about wanting to take care of her, and then I didn't want to get too attached. Uh, but she's over there now, and we'll see when and if she is up for adoption, but she couldn't be in a better place than where she is with Steve and his crew at the Toledo Animal Rescue. And again, sometimes the universe is working in some in some ways. Um, me not going to Starbucks and sitting outside, instead getting coffee and coming home, her walking up to my door as opposed to somebody else's door. Um, somebody else might not have been able to sit with her. So thanks to my neighbor, Kathy, who held her. Um, thanks to my girlfriend, Amanda, who was helpful um, in caring for her this morning. And then while I sat with her all morning, um, Diddy had to go to his vet appointment. So thanks to Amanda for taking her, to, for taking Diddy to his vet appointment and dealing with Diddy being a lunatic, not wanting his paws touched to get blood drawn for heartworm stuff. So it was, um, again, not the morning I had planned but it, it felt good, and I'm glad that I could take care of her, and I'm going to keep an eye out on her to make sure she winds up in the right place for where she needs to be. I don't. Th- it's very unlikely it will be with me. I'm not ruling it out, but I just want her in a great home. Eric, 
Yeah. I gotta go. Okay. Yeah, I gotta go. So let's plan tomorrow, maybe? Yes. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Um, Alex is done for the day, and I just added some more pictures to the Facebook post of uh, saying goodbye to her. Uh, a couple other things to hit before we wrap up today's podcast. Today has been a, a whirlwind. Um, hello, and thank you to... Uh, are you are you a UT student? Probably not. Have you been a UT student? Um, someone that I met four years ago... Finally has some published work, some research. Her name is Dr. Janet Hoy Gerlock. Janet's become a friend over the last handful of years. I met her through a program uh, at ProMedica called HARP, Hope and Recovery Pets Program. They wanted to match um, pets with chronically ill mental health patients. And Janet has been heading up the research on that and working with the patients and the animals. And I learned something about, uh, learned, learned about something called oxytocin and she's been testing um, body chemicals to see if they go up or down or how they measure when you've got this, this creature in your life. And Janet's work is now finally published. Um, great stuff there. And you're probably sitting here thinking, I don't need research to know that um, my animal helps me with any kind of mental health issue, whether it's a big one or you're just in a mood. Usually our animals always make us feel better. Like like I've said in a lot of my talks, there's never a time when um, I come home or maybe anybody comes home and the dogs are like, oh, let yourself in. I'm having a cigarette. You know, it was a hell of a day. The dogs are always ecstatic to see you. And that can do so much for a terrible day. So again, Dr. Janet Hoy Gerlock, her, uh, her research is now, I think, published, or at least the story is out there. I've shared that in a couple of different places. Um, I kind of wish Alex was here because uh, I think I've mentioned already that Amanda slept over last night. And because I never want to withhold anything... She asked me something and we got into talking about the last person that I dated for quite some time and what juvenile thing she did when I broke up with her. I don't want to retell this story. Um, I can laugh. I laughed at it a little bit at the time. It had to do with Band-Aids. But it was interesting to watch um, Amanda's reaction and... Like with her, like I, she, she is still getting out of her marriage. She dated somebody else that I know a little bit from social stuff. Like we have all had exes. Um, if you're dating somebody right now, but you don't know about their exes, but you know, they have exes, you know, they've dated people, you know, they've, they've had sex with other human beings and it's all very gray until you fill in the color and last night I filled in some of that color and I regret it a little bit but I you know Amanda is the type of person why I, I I am with her because she can process all of that there are other people that you will date and you will fill in the color that they ask for and it completely changes everything so I wish Alex was still here to talk a little bit about that um, and help me suss out what happened last night again nothing bad so it's just fascinating because you, there is kind of, it's an unwritten rule. Some people don't want to hear anything about past relationships. Some people don't like when you bring up people of your past repeatedly. It can be some kind of red flag for people, but it depends on the context. Um, 
But I was just answering a question, honestly, and I always want to be as forthcoming as I possibly can. Uh, we didn't get to this, and I was going to start the podcast with this, and I was at half attention as I was waiting for Alex to hop on because I was watching the latest Marvel trailer, which is for a movie that was supposed to be out last fall, but if anything has been completely stopped and pushed to the next year, this year, it's the movie industry. We haven't gotten to Black uh, Black Widow yet, which is now six weeks off, the July 4th weekend, roughly. Um, Eternals, not characters you know, not characters I'm very familiar with, but a mega cast. Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, uh, Kit Harrington, Richard... Oh, God. Richard Madden. So two guys from Game of Thrones. Very familiar faces. And we're going to have to get... All of us are going to have to get up to speed real fast on who they are. And I was just reading an article. Um, because basically, long story short, they've been on Earth for thousands of years. And the article asked the question, why didn't they do anything when uh, Thanos happened? So I was reading a little bit of that. But finally, we're getting back into movies. Some other movie news. Minutes before I was re-watching that trailer, uh, Timothy Chalamet has been officially announced for the Wonka pre- prequel. He's kind of quirky. Not as quirky as Johnny Depp, who was perfect for that um, that 2000s iteration of, well, he, of Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but Timothy Chalamet is definitely quirky enough, a little left of center enough to uh, to play the young version of Wonka, where we can finally find out how he got those orange dudes from wherever they were to his factory. Where, did he actually save them from snozzle wangers and those other giant scary animals? Um, he saved them and said, I will give you room and board and just help me in my factory. Or did he enslave them from their peaceful land and brought them to their factory. We'll find out. Is there anything else? Um, if you are an avid listener of the podcast, you heard last Thursday the Ironwood Community Garden, uh, Danny Morin, and that great thing happening in the Ironwood neighborhood of East Toledo. Well, the man, we talked about Dan, Danny just like cold called or cold emailed the mayor, and the mayor showed up. I don't know for how long, but he certainly had a nice little engaging visit with that. At this point, it seems like there's two or three of him. He is he didn't have to go to that thing at all. His schedule was already booked mostly to go out to the uh, to the airport over the weekend and as I suspected on one of the hottest days of the year, the mayor was suited up. In fact, um the Toledo mayor, uh, Mayor Wade being in a suit on the hottest days or always needs to be some kind of um Twitter parody account. I don't know what it is. I don't have the time or the the clever mind to do that, but somebody should. Last thing, Diddy got lots of vaccinations on Saturday thanks to Toledo Pet Bull Project and LC4 for their mobile vaccine clinic. Can he win the million dollars? He got rabies and Bordetella and everything else. Is, is Does that give me extra chances to win the million or does he just get like extra peanut butter? So there's probably some other things to get to. The speed cams... They're off. They're there, but off. Peloton is coming. I think we'll save that for tomorrow because it's been a busy uh, busy day for me. But thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast.